Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Real-time crime, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Real-Time Crime. I'm your host, Leah Lamar, and I have with me sometimes now, oftentimes, Dimitri. Hello, (laughs) oftentimes, Dimitri. How are you? I'm in paradise. I know you are, and this is the first time we're doing this podcast like all the way around the world. It's 9 p.m. here, and I will say that it doesn't make it any easier the later it gets for me, and it doesn't make it any easier the earlier we do this for me. So it's really? never easy for me. <laughs> that was the whole reason we sent you over there was because we're like, we could do the podcast at regular time, but it'll be nighttime for her. It'll be perfect. <laughs> and Leo will finally be awake. Well, let me tell you, I could sleep as late as you will let me. Oh, boy. And I'm in Ibiza, in case anyone was interested. No, I won't say Ibiza, because apparently that's not actually how you're supposed to say it. Yeah, it annoys me anyway, so. Yeah, and mostly because it annoys Dimitri. Yeah. Today, we will be discussing a couple of hot topics. Some of your favorite. Do I sound like a sex phone operator right now? I don't know what they sound like, but (laughs) sure. Sure, sure. Sure, (laughs) Dimitri. How much is this costing me so far? It's $20 per minute, so... (laughs) Of course, we've got two amazing guests for you today, and we'll be talking about The Big Con, which airs on Apple TV Plus and on Apple Podcasts May 6th. So get excited because we've got guests who are going to be speaking to the nature of that show and the podcast. 
Our first guest today is James Lee Hernandez. He's a multi-Emmy and PGA award-nominated filmmaker and critically acclaimed podcaster. He recently directed, wrote, and edited the five-time Emmy-nominated HBO original documentary series McMillions with his creative partner, Brian Lazarte, who we'll be meeting next. Hernandez executive produced the series with Mark Wahlberg, Stephen Levinson, Archie Gibbs, and Lazarte. Hernandez is a founding partner of Fun Meter, a TV and film production company specializing in stranger-than-fiction scripted and non-scripted content. Recently announced, Hernandez and Lazarte are writing, directing, and executive producing two documentary series for Apple TV Plus through Fun Meter, The Big Con, and The Jet. Both shows are slated to be released in 2022. And then we have Brian Lazarte, He's an Emmy-nominated filmmaker and editor. His credits include a variety of award-winning documentaries and series, most notably McMillions for HBO, which he wrote, directed, executive produced, and edited alongside James Lee Hernandez. His four-part Apple TV Plus original doc series, The Big Con, and Apple TV Plus original documentary series, The Jet, will be available to stream this year. Some other credits may include Katy Perry, Part of Me 3D, HBO's Emmy award-winning Sonic Highways, Fed Up, at ESPN's Emmy Award-winning Hawaiian, The Legend of Eddie Aku, 30 for 30. I mean, the list goes on and on, and we are so excited to be speaking with them today about their new show, The Big Con, which is a four-part Apple TV Plus documentary series with a companion podcast about Eric C. Khan. Hilarious that his last name is Khan when he's right. a con man. I mean, who defrauded chosen. Yeah, I mean, it's hilarious. Who defrauded the government and taxpayers over half a billion dollars? Former Eastern Kentucky attorney Eric Seacon is known for committing the largest social security fraud case in history. The Big Con examines his larger-than-life story, the people he defrauded, and his inevitable run from the law. The trailer described Khan as one of the biggest lawyers in Appalachia, and his celebrity was unavoidable. He used his riches to attract porn stars, throw outrageous parties, and opened a Halloween-themed brothel my kind of guy. He eventually caught the eye of law enforcement after defrauding taxpayers in the United States out of 550 mil. Subscribers can watch the four-part documentary series on Apple TV Plus, and anyone can listen to the companion show on Apple Podcasts when both premiere on May 6th. Hi, James and Brian. So nice to meet you. Hello. Nice to meet you as well. Pleasure. I'm Leah. I don't usually record from what looks like the inside of an insane asylum, but I am in Ibiza, mm. not to brag. And I'm. this is the only location that has Wi-Fi. There's no 5G on this island. I mean, nothing works here. And yet I have three bars of service here. So this is the room that I'm podcasting in today. <laughs> I don't want to tell her that her regular apartment looks more like an insane asylum than her hotel room, but. <laughs> well, I was. He's not wrong. Uh, 
that that actually that journey took me all over the place one i was going to think that you actually were an insane asylum and then i learned your visa <laughs> and now i'm a little upset that we're not at some party with you right now on the beach so yeah. you know deal well i do have three brain cells left so i will end up in an insane asylum it comes <laughs> we, full circle really at our uh, our la premiere last night and uh we were up a little late so we have matched oh. thanks for the invite guys yeah. Not that I could have made it, just, you know, I wanted to be invited so I could say, no, I'm in a pizza. So, yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Just so you know, I gave you both very big intros with all of your credits right before this. Oh, so, just, just so much so that we're feel... out of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, just, pre- yeah, and that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. So, just pretend that you feel really loved by us and respected, if that's okay. Yeah. Love that. Great. Easy. I mean, it's show Good business, night. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we already told people a little bit about the big con, and we're very excited for your new series and the companion podcast. So now we've got a ton of questions for you two. Hit us. Gently. I mean, I'm not Will Smith, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, true. Although uh, he was he was bobbing and weaving, you know? He's doing great. I mean, the most notable hit now was Dave Chappelle last night. And then Chris Rock came on and said, was that you, Will Smith? You guys heard about this, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, I mean, as a comedian, I find this terrifying. It's terrifying. It it is like, that's the, that's like the terrible thing about this is that now this all of a sudden like normalizes something insane like that happening, which it Mm -hmm. absolutely should not be. And hopefully it goes back to the 70s 80s and 90s of the academy awards next year where there's some insanely large stage that people trip all over themselves trying to get <laughs> to. Uh, i also miss just seeing those videos in general but um yeah th- it's just very unfortunate and like nobody should have to deal with that yeah no there's been I- some sort of opening where even the nba playoffs now people are like storming the courts it seems you know more at a rapid pace and, and more frequently people are running on and interrupting things. And I mean, obviously it's gotta have something to do with, with the notoriety and the TikTok and this and that, but it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of insane. I, I refuse think- to accept this is gonna be the norm. So I've, I've yeah. just, I've pre- I'm pretending for a moment that like, this is just a, 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 a fluke uh, that we're experiencing at the moment. Yeah, I, I think that reality TV has become so rampant that it's blending so much with society where people feel like they have to do all of these crazy things to get noticed, you right. know, TikTok, reality television, and, and it's, everyone's just one-upping each other constantly. And I don't think that these are challenges, so to speak, but I do think society has become unrealistic with what people can and cannot do. You know, there's no proper morals anymore. And right this up is your not guys what we alley, wanted though. to talk about. <laughs> but, but right up your guy's alley, though, like the Tinder swindler, right? He, he swindled people out of all his money. And so what happened? They're like, oh, he's going to get his own TV show. So why would these people see consequences except a potential upside to doing stuff like that? Speaking of which, if you guys could check your pockets, I've already stolen your identities and your money. But thank you so much. I cool. hope to get a TV deal out of this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is a really fascinating thing as you start to look at as true crime has gotten more and more popular and really what has now been deemed true cons. Uh, it almost feels like in a certain sense, there's the Anna Delvey level of you know, how she achieved what she wanted to achieve. Her whole thing was wanting to be famous and 
recognized and be this whole huge thing. There is an entire TV show, scripted TV show on Netflix about her and she won. It's, it's like the end of the movie seven. Like, even though you think the person lost, they actually did achieve the thing they wanted. It's true. And as someone who's in Ibiza, getting a VIP experience and not taking any of the GA routes, I will say VIP is always better. <laughs> well, thanks for just continuing to rub that in. I feel, yeah. I feel like we should do a shot every time she mentions she's yeah, yeah. in the was our invite. We didn't get the invite. My itinerary <laughs> isn't coming through yet. I don't know what's happening. Anna Delvey keeps winning. Okay, so you guys, just really quickly, right? From McMillions to the big con, what led you to your fascination with con artists and swindlers to begin with? I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily we're attracted to con artists or swindlers. I think we're just attracted I am. To- Sorry, what? <laughs> I mean, you know- That's quite the dating profile. Uh, continue. Well, the, the, the attractive component of McMillions was that this happened, you know, in, in the 90s when all of us were playing this crazy game, right? I How was do obsessed we with that game. Um, and so it's pulling back the curtain at like what was happening behind the scenes and this incredible fraud story. And at the helm of it was this, uh, this con artist, right? And in this case, because our main character is named Khan, uh, there is certainly a natural attraction to, to this person. But after doing a fraud story like McMillions, like we weren't, we weren't really thinking, hey, our next project is going to be necessarily a fraud story. And, and if we did it, how could we do it different? What's something that we hadn't really tapped into in this type of genre? And one of the things that we didn't have with McMillions was Jerry Jacobson, who was the, you know, the main person, right, at the helm. We had everyone else talking about him. And the series really didn't suffer. We don't feel like for not having him. But for the big con, we knew we wanted to hear from Eric himself. And we, he was actually one of the first people that we reached out to to really see if we could build his trust and if he could participate and how could we make that happen. And through that process, he revealed that he'd been writing kind of his life story. He shared it with us. And it was like, you know, this insane uh, rose-colored glasses view of his, his life. It, it, it read like a movie. So uh, we knew that that was going to be an ingredient that would make this significantly different but the stakes of this story are so much greater uh, than McMillions. And I think we were just captivated by the possibilities of where this story can go. No one had really done a deep dive on this before. But I mean, this is insane. Obviously you go back to the guy's name is Khan right off the bat. Maybe he's destined for this, but I mean, he stole more than 550 million in social security benefits. Like, yes, obviously we don't want to spoil the, you know, everyone's going to watch it anyway, but how does it, how do you go about something like does it does it did it trickle in? He's like, I'm going to start with this, and then just realize what a grand scheme it could be, and just kept it kept snowballing. In a sense, yeah, he started out just as a regular attorney doing social security benefits, and just in general in Eastern Kentucky, the two main counties there, are Pike County and uh, and Floyd County, and they're two basically counties that were propped up completely by coal mining and. In the 80s, 70s and 80s, Pike County had more millionaires per capita than any other county in the nation. Now it is one of the poorest counties in the nation because coal just is going away. It's really almost fully pulled out of the area. 
But part of that is coal mining is a very, very difficult profession. And so you have a lot of uh, younger people, especially young men that are in their 40s and 50s that are now just totally decimated by working in the coal industry, they can't work anymore, they can't stand, they can't really sit for long periods of time. And so they need to go on these benefits to help them for the rest of their lives. Eric saw this and also saw the opportunity that a lot of these people don't know lawyers. They don't, mm -hmm. they, it's all word of mouth. They just, you know, who did you, like a friend, a neighbor, who did you get your benefits from? Okay, I'm gonna go to that person. And so he bought out every billboard in the small town. He did all these crazy commercials he bought out like almost every uh, ad in the newspaper. They were doing radio ads, he had songs. He was really, as he referred to himself, a marketing genius in the sense that everybody then knew Eric Kahn is the person you go to to get your benefits. And what they didn't understand is that behind the scenes, Eric was getting these rubber stamps to just put anybody on benefits because he had public officials and judges on the payroll. Wow. I mean, that's straight up mafia style. It is. And it's wild because it's not really that complex of a scheme. It's the, the, the tried and true, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Um, but at the same time, it exposes this massive flaw in the system of social security, because the reason, one of the reasons Khan was so successful is that he was getting people benefits in like two months. Normally, people had to wait 18 months to two years to get their benefits. And that is all because of the way Social Security works. It just takes so, so long to get you approved to get these benefits. If the system worked better, then things like this wouldn't happen. It seems to me, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the people that, that are best at this, whether it be the McMillions or, or this, um, they have to have two things. They have to be smart, right? They have, they have to be smart to pull this kind of thing off, but they have to just give zero fucks about anybody that they're affecting. I mean, right? They don't care about anybody else. Well, Eric C. Khan is one of the most fascinating complex characters, I think, in a documentary series. Uh, we, we, when we- Non-biased opinion. It's, it's obviously- <laughs> can, can we start calling him Eric Khan artist, please? Yeah. I mean, it, it, he just- I think when people watch the documentary series, you're going to go into it thinking you, you know who he is uh, and you're going to have strong feelings about him. And then by the fourth episode, uh, by the end, you might have a completely different feeling about him. Uh, and it's, Are you going to make us like this guy? Yeah. It's Does not, he have a reasoning? Is he giving all the money to charity? It's, 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 go that far. I, don't even, I don't even think like that. I think it's more of a feeling that you might have. Um, I don't know mm. if you'll know how you'll feel. You, you're just going to feel different. Um, but, you know, when you talk about, like, what is it about these people? Is it narcissism? Is it greed? Uh, is it the lack of shame? Right? Uh, which, you know, it very well could be. Um, and that could be a superpower, right? Like, I don't give a f So I'm going to, all right, I don't know. Wow. Are we, He's been acting really strange lately. Are we, uh, are, are we allowed to swear? Uh, I mean, oh, this is you a, haven't listened to the podcast, which is clear, but it, <laughs> I mean, or you didn't listen to me 30 seconds ago. I said zero yeah. 30 seconds yeah. ago. Yeah. Or you haven't listened to any of my stand up. Yeah. No, just go on, guys. You're go still on. at your after party. Go ahead. <laughs> please, please feel free to curse. Feel free to curse. All right. But, you know, it, at, at, the, at the point in which you learn about 
how crazy this crime is, right? Eric, I mean, social security is not uh, a sexy um, like backdrop for a crime. And it's one of the reasons why he got away with it for so long because people weren't paying attention uh, or mm. people just didn't understand it. And when you try to dig in, it's a little complicated. And so one of the things that we really worked hard at was find a way to really help people understand this in a really entertaining and fun way. And because there is a lot of humor, there's a lot of, you know, just quirky, uh, stranger than fiction components to the story, but there's also this great tragedy. I mean, when, when Eric does this, you know, gets away with it for 10 years, uh, when he finally gets busted, he goes on the run. And while he's on the run, this crazy thing happens in Eastern Kentucky uh, with everybody who was associated with him in one way or the other. Um, and it's part of the devastation of the story as well. I, I feel like we it's hard to follow up questions about that without giving away too much, it feels like. True. Yeah. True. Well, you know, we bob and weave through the uh, minefield of giving too much away. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What if we told you about a major breakthrough on awesome savings on all-inclusive beach vacays? OMG, this could break the case. Case? I'm talking about CheapCaribbean.com. It's full of hot savings. At CheapCaribbean.com, score an extra $175 off site-wide on vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. A swim-up bar in Punta Cana or dip your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. We gotta take this show on the road. Start at CheapCaribbean.com.
It sounds like there's a lot that 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 is going to happen, and so it's a four part series, right? Correct. So four it's a, a four part documentary series on Apple TV Plus called The Big Con, coming out May sixth, and um, it, it really takes you through the journey of Eric, and you really start to understand who he is. But at the core of this entire thing are these two whistleblowers, Sarah and Jennifer. They worked for the Social Security Administration in one of the local offices in West Virginia, and they had been ringing the alarm bells for years that something was going on with one of the judges and with Eric Kahn, but they were only on one side of it. They couldn't really figure it out, but they were saying, look, this is not supposed to happen the way that this is going. And it, it is fascinating because until Damien Paletta, who wrote the Wall Street Journal article about this, they weren't even recognizing. Local news wasn't wanting to cover it. People that at work that they were supposed to report any sort of wrongdoing or anything to just turned their backs on them and, and a lot and retaliated against them, try to get them fired. Um, and so we we really seen this journey, what it means to stand up for what you think is right, because Sarah and Jennifer didn't get any sort of benefit at all out of standing up against the Social Security Administration. Actually, quite the opposite. They they were chastised and really like, and they they people tried to get them fired, um, but they mm. stood up for what was right. And it also shows, you know, with Damien stepping in and shining a light on this, and then all of a sudden that leads to a Senate hearing, that leads to investigations happening. Um, it shows why the news exists because. You know, all of us as individual citizens, there's only so much we can do. Our voice can only be so loud. But when you have the megaphone of an entity like the Wall Street Journal, that really holds a government entity to task. It's interesting what you said. I find that more common nowadays where people are afraid to do the right thing or to speak up because it does, it almost it's like it doesn't matter. The people that say, oh, hey, this is people are being hurt by this. This is, this is being done. We need to stop this. Then all of a sudden those guys get slandered. Those guys get and it's like it's, it's a it's a fine line to walk. So I think there's I think heroes in that sense kind of stand out more nowadays when they can get stuff done and get people behind them. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, you even see it with the Me Too movement where some people who come out against people who've harmed them. It, now people don't want to work with them for whatever reason. And it's difficult to come forward. But, you know, I would like to just pivot really quickly and maybe go back to talking about Eric. But Eric was apparently super popular in Kentucky, right? And he was touted as this, like, modern-day Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. Where do you yeah. think that that characterization came from? If you can give us a little nugget without giving too much away. Well, in a lot of ways, he really did want to help people, um, or at least on the surface. Including himself. It, well, it appeared that I way. mean, Elizabeth Holmes said the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, True. he, you know, he, he was born in, in that region of, of the country. And so he'd seen firsthand, I mean, his, his parents were, you know, in the coal camps. And, uh, and so he'd seen extreme poverty. Um, and so I think that there was an inherent, like, interest in wanting to do something for his area. Um, now, people can argue that that's not what his motivations were, certainly, but he was providing benefits to people who needed them, and he was providing them faster than anyone else, and he was guaranteeing them when other people were having to wait for a year and a half or more to get their benefits, he was saying, hey, I can get it to in 30 days. 
like when you don't have an income, like you can't wait a year, uh, especially if you've got real medical problems. Like how are you supposed to survive uh, mm -hmm. for 18 months while you wait to get a, a measly check of $900 a month from the, from the federal government? So, and, and that's usually like at most. So he was able to do something that no other attorney could. And everybody who went to him just saw like, okay, well, this, this person has saved my life right now. Um, and when you think of Robin Hood, you think of, you know, stealing from the rich and giving them the poor, like, oh, it's a victimless crime. It's like, well, Eric, you know, had his deal with a, with a judge and he was, you know, basically cheating the system and, and getting money for people faster because of this, you know, corruption that was happening within his, you know, pocket of people. But his, you know, this idea of, it being a victimless crime and like, oh, the government has all this money. So who cares if I'm, you know, taking a, a few million to help my, my neighbors here get their benefits faster. But that isn't the case. I mean, we all like, as, as far as, you know, people in the States, right? Like we all pay into the system, right? Our taxes go into this safety net of social security. And we don't think about it now because it's like, especially being young, we're thinking like, oh, it's you know, our parents, our grandparents, like dealing with social security. But there's a huge portion of this fund that's allocated to disability benefits. It's designed for people that if you can't work because you got injured on a job or just, you know, fell ill and can't, you know, perform anymore, like what, you know, what safety net do we have? And this is it. And to have someone take advantage of it is essentially someone who's stealing money from all of us. I stand as by the... about him. <laughs> Sorry, as you're talking okay. about him, I like him more and more. I'm like, ah, I see why I he knew, was likable. I knew that was going to happen. Now she's going to want to know if he's single. There it is. So well, that does get into the side of Eric that uh, is really interesting because uh, we we talk about in episode one, we get uh, very deep into it in episode two, but he's had a few wives. So he's always looking back at the list, really. I, it sounds like there's hope for me. Oh, God. Yeah, I stand by the modern day Surely Robin Hood. For you. I stand so, by the modern day Robin Hood nickname because if Robin Hood was like the world is so upside down now, I think that's exactly how Robin would, would Robin Hood would act now. It's just it wouldn't be that that glorious like stealing from the rich. There'd be some sort of side take, some sort of shitty thing on the side. I swear for you guys. And, I, and I, so I, I stand by that nickname. I think he can have it. And Leah, don't pursue a relationship with him. I'm not going to. Now, question. Do you think that he actually thought he was going to get away with it? You know, that we've talked to Eric a lot and it's been really fascinating to see the process of, of talking to him over the past almost three years at this point. Um, he never necessarily thought he was going to totally get away with it. He has been described and even himself said he, he kind of he likes to take risks. Uh, one of his best friends and old assistants said that she felt like he was addicted to risk taking and. Mm. You know, in this situation, the with one of the judges he was working with, main judge, they talk about, and, and we have this in the series, that you know, they could do something, and if anything ever went down, they just take it to the grave. But as we all see, in, in this day and age, there's just way too much evidence, way too much of a paper trail. Uh, technology is too good to be able to just keep anything a secret, basically, anymore. Um, and so... It is definitely in a situation where you just try to stay present and think, well, this is working now. And, you know, in the future, I'm sure I'll be able to figure something out to get to get out of it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of different 
ways to think about this because when we were making McMillions, uh, there was always the people who were in, in, you know, working with Jerry Jacobson that said like, okay, this is the last one. This is the last time. But with Eric uh, and what's revealed in the documentary series, and we talk about it early on, it's just the relationship he has with this one special judge. And between the two of them, uh, there's, you know, the judge is helping rubber stamp all these people through the system. And the judge has what is called judicial independence. So there's kind of this loophole in the system where they have the ability to make decisions whether or not someone gets benefits independent of anybody else with no oversight. And that and, and, and that's how they realize like, hey, there's nothing anybody can do about what we're doing. Um, I can put 100% of the people through the system and nobody can do anything about it. Uh, but obviously, uh, as the, you know, this goes on for years and years and these whistleblowers who actually worked, you know, within the Social Security Administration are saying, hey, something is not right here. Like there, this system is not, it's not designed like this and it's not supposed to be functioning like this. But you, you'll see within the documentary series, like just how broken it is that, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't get the, the word out. They couldn't, they were trying to like make their, the, the point to supervisors. They were trying to go to press. They were trying to go anywhere. No one wanted to touch it until this one Wall Street Journal reporter, independent on his own, started looking into this and realizing like, how is it possible a judge that's approving 99% of all cases that he sees when the average, you know, administrative law judge like does like 60 and this guy's like doing twice to three times as many cases per year as ever. Like it just doesn't add up. Like a hundred percent of the people you see cannot be disabled. (laughs) Wow. But, but doesn't it also, show the loopholes and the issues with the system itself. It's almost like he should be thanked for showing the ways in which people can con the system. Yeah, weirdly. I mean, not really. <laughs> I don't know if he needs to be thanked for it. I, we can say yeah, that he did that. Yeah. <laughs> he exposed it. He exposed yeah. the issues. Quite, yeah. quite the... Uh, you guys he, don't want to thank a criminal? That's so weird, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no. I'm yeah. thankful that we have a story to tell that includes them. But yeah. Uh, but really, it does show like huge, very huge flaws in Social Security. And that is the massive underlying thing with us. We, we lure you in with the craziness of Eric. But there's actually a point to this entire situation, which is Social Security Administration really has a lot of huge flaws. It's one of the largest entities in American government. It's one of the largest budgets. And if there's a lot of money, people are going to try to exploit it. But this really shows that human beings that are waiting for their benefits that need those benefits shouldn't be waiting a year and a half. They need help now. And to be able to show how this is exploited. And and it's funny when we talked to the the Senate subcommittee of investigations uh, who looked into this to really lead up to this big Senate hearing, which is a a very climactic moment in in the series. they, They talk about the fact that they came to the realization and senators came to the realization that nobody had really asked for records from the social security administration for about 50 years. They kind of just let social security do their own thing, but every single government entity needs oversight. It doesn't matter what it is. There's a reason for checks and balances. 
because things can get bloated. Things can get continue to run a certain way, become very comfortable. And if you're not trying to make things more efficient, then you're just hurting the people who need it most. Yeah. I mean, I know that we don't have as much time with you as we want. So maybe we could just ask a final question. Great. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> That'll be $8. Perfect. So you know that, you know, you've studied multiple con artists at this point through the years. Do you feel like there's a common through line or a common thread that they share personality wise that you've seen or noticed? Yeah, I, th I think that there, I mean, I don't know if there's necessarily a common through line, but there's definitely the uh, ability to, as James po pointed out before, is like to take that risk. I, you know, inherently, like we all kind of ponder, like if, if you could, you know, if you, I mean, we talked about this with McMillian's, like if you saw, you know, a, a wallet on the ground and it had, you know, $10,000 in it, uh, like what compels you to pick that wallet up and return it to the rightful owner with all the money in it. Um, but if no one's around, like, and you need the money, uh, what's not to stop you from just taking it and saying, hey, this is my lucky day. And we're always, you know, we find ourselves in these unique moments of, of life where we're conflicted or we, we have to make a choice about what's the right thing to do and what's the wrong thing to do. And I think what's fascinating with this is it's an illustration of what happens when someone leads, you know, leans into that temptation. Uh, when someone says, hey, I'm just going to go for it. Um, I think what happens in a lot of these cases is you get away with it once. And you're like, oh, my gosh, there was a, a thrill to it, perhaps. Or like, look, it's not hurting anybody. So let me do it again. And then it becomes so systematic that you're not even thinking that you're committing a crime. Um, and, and I think a lot of people talk themselves into thinking, hey, I'm kind of owed this for something. They yeah. justify it with something else yeah. in their life, right? Yeah. It's, it's the rationalization that you can go down and you get away with a little bit, you get away with a little bit. You, and the thing that we always see is that unfortunately, and everyone's experienced this, greed gets the better of you if you let it. And, um, and the mm -hmm. other side of that is that level of narcissism of I'm owed this. This is, I'm like, I'm not hurting anybody. The U S government is the largest entity on the planet, basically. So what, if I'm taking a few extra million dollars from them, how's that going to affect a, a budget that's trillions of dollars. And it is, uh, we just, we've, we've, with McMillions, it was funny because, and all in all, they stole about $24 million. This is $550 million. And, but the motivations are very much the same. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's, there's probably commonalities too with childhood or some sort of trauma or some experience that really affected kind of how like in, in the case of Eric C. Khan and, and this story, like we we actually we talk about Eric's mom and what he was like, his relationship with his mom. And we feel like in a lot of ways, like that did affect uh, his desire to get out there, his desire to, to be recognized, his desire to do something uh, that was meaningful and, you know, had to have some success in a small town. Like he was a he was a, he was a genius. I mean, he self-proclaimed genius, by the way. He, uh, he was <laughs> you a said it too. relatable, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. So I'm now a fraud 
con person. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, this I, is... there's a lot of commonalities, but I, there's also, there's got to be something that you can trace back to early in life uh, with all these people that's like, hey, I, you know, this is the reason why I decided to pick up that wallet and claim the 10,000 for myself rather than try to do the right thing. That makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm more totally interested in knowing more about the Halloween themed brothel and wondering <laughs> if, if people were having sex in zombie witch and sexy Donald Trump costumes. Uh, that whole thing, that is one of the most shocking things we've found out about when we're talking to people about Eric, it came up that, oh yeah, Eric uh, had a brothel because part of what you learn in the series is that, uh, one week out of every single month, Eric would fly somewhere around the world to try and basically find a new wife. I'm in Ibiza. Sorry, what? uh, (laughs) So he's getting a, you know, their, their conjugal visits. You might have to go to uh, Kentucky. Yeah, but, she, she's cool with that. Uh, if only you knew how many times I talked about conjugal visits. Okay, go on. <laughs> so we, we find that he's traveling around the world doing all this stuff. And then it comes up that like, oh, at one point, Eric bought a brothel and owned and ran a brothel. And we were just mind blown about this whole thing. I mean, our entire team we work with here at Fun Meter was like, is this, a, is this real? Then we start researching it and... Sure enough, yeah, I, even talking to Eric, he talks about it in the series of, you know, was it a brothel? Was it a go-go? And he, one of my personal favorite quotes of, you know, it was like, uh, you know, you go there and if you like it, you take it home. Uh, that's that's sort of how he looked at his go-go slash brothel. But um, it, is a, it is a wild scenario. And uh, I really wish it still existed because I'd love to go to Thailand and uh, have some pad thai there. That's so I weird. That's I haven't my heard, next stop. I haven't heard anything after uh, Leah suggested that there was such a thing as a sexy Donald Trump costume. <laughs> I, I, know, I, so. I was like, I was like, is it is it a good thing that we don't have any photos? <laughs> yeah, archival, or would I, you actually want to see that? <laughs> I could see it now. Someone just with a spray tanned orange face with white eyes, a wig, and just nothing else. <laughs> Um, All right, moving on. So, everyone's going to have nightmares tonight, (laughs) thanks to me. All right, is there anything else about the show? Any last thoughts that you want to tell us or the listeners about, or any parting words that you want to share? I mean, I I think one of the things that you said before about, like, you know, you know, standing up uh, for for what's right, and like, there's there's an inspirational side to the story uh, as well, and there's also a cautionary tale of what happens when you ignore a problem. Mm. Um, because with our two whistleblowers, they were saying, Hey, there's a problem here. And they were being ignored and they were being ignored time and time again. What happens with a problem when you ignore it, it doesn't just go away. Like a lot of people want it to, uh, it just becomes a bigger problem and a bigger problem. And this is really a, a horrific illustration of how big that problem can get and how it can affect so many people. And had just one person early on just said, you know what, you're right, there's a problem here and I can help stop it. But so many people avoided it. And and then people went out of their way to actually stop them from making that problem known to other people. And it, it, so I, I think that there's a great cautionary tale in this story. So it's got everything, it's got humor, it's got tragedy, 
It's got inspiration. It's got you know, sell, sell them, sell Mortimer. It's got, sell. It's got brothels and Halloween themed brothels. It's working. Brothels. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, the underlying sexy thing, Donald Trumps <laughs> is we just like as outrageous as Eric is, and he's crazy, insane, and fun. And just watching his commercials will make you laugh. But at the same time, you know, there are people that are still fighting to try and get their benefits back. This is still a problem right now. And you know, the the people that are fighting for their benefits have really had a hard time. So we really, we hope above anything that this shines a light on this entire topic so that the people who need help can get it. And that some changes at the very top governmental level start to happen. So things like this don't happen again. Amazing. I'm looking forward to it. And on a personal Jane. note, I want to thank you guys for McMillions because I was in the 90s. I was on a mission to win that thing. I ate a lot of food. I didn't want to eat because I somehow I thought I was like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I saw one of those little things on the ground and I went and I was like, that's it. And I picked it up and I never won. So the fact that you exposed that there was a problem and it wasn't just me. Um, sadly, I appreciate all that. I remember <laughs> it also as a little kid. Very, very young because I'm 18, basically. So <laughs> don't like that you guys laughed, but. Uh... <laughs> well, it just, uh, is what's the legal drinking age in Ibiza, isn't it? Oh, it's 18. So you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't drink. But um, <laughs> Way to bring yeah, it back. Oh, I, yeah, I'm barely legal. But I uh, no, I remember it as a kid, too. And also McMillions helped me get through the pandemic. So much appreciated to you. We we're like, oh, uh, yeah. good content. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's awesome to hear. You know, we, we worked insanely hard on that entire thing. And, uh, you know, the big, hard here. the big con got us through the pandemic. Cause that's basically all we've been doing, uh, yeah. since the world shut down. So that was an interesting challenge, but, um, we, we got it done. Well, James yes. and Brian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And, Anyone who's listening, if you have Apple TV Plus, congratulations, you've made a great choice. If not, download it now so that you can also watch the show. It's coming out May 6th, so tomorrow. And you can also listen to the companion show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, yes, the big con on Apple TV Plus, May 6th, then there's a companion podcast. What else do we have? Fun meter. Uh, the, oh, we got a new line of. I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you guys wanted to buy my new fragrance, it's Curious by Britney Spears, and it's out now. So check your shelves at CVS. Gentlemen, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and we can't wait to watch the show and listen to the podcast. Likewise. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Of course. Have a good one. All right, you too. Bye. 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 Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. All right, you guys, and today our hot topics are going to be Dave Chappelle getting attacked on stage at the Netflix is a joke festival and a complaint against Bill Murray over a difference of opinion on set shutting down a film. So we're going real Hollywood today. Let's talk about Bill Murray first, because I can't even believe anyone would complain about no. Bill Murray. I, this just seems ridiculous to me. However, I don't know if you know this, but there was actually previously a complaint against Bill Murray during uh, the filming of Charlie's Angels in 2000 when Lucy Liu said that she had some issues with him and that he was hurling insults at her while doing a scene and some of the language was and I quote inexcusable and unacceptable so interesting to hear that but now moving forward apparently for roughly two weeks after Searchlight Pictures suspended production on the film Being Mortal to investigate a complaint filed against Bill Murray, the actor described the inciting incident as a difference of opinion. During a recent sit-down with CNBC, Murray said, I had a difference of opinion with a woman I'm working with. I did something I thought was funny, and it wasn't taken that way. The company, the movie studio, wanted to do the right thing, so they wanted to check it all out and investigate it, and so they stopped the production. Murray said that the woman who filed the complaint are they're both trying to make peace with each other he says we're both professionals we like each other's work we like each other i think if we can't really get along and trust each other there's no point in going uh there's no point in going further working together or making the movie as well i like bill murray a lot i'm a big fan um you know, <laughs> yeah i'm not yeah i'm not i'm not justifying anything that i i don't know i don't know what was said the stuff i don't know the charlie's angels thing listen if something's was done wrong, then I'm not, then I don't advocate that. But I really, I'm a big fan of his. I kind of don't, this doesn't feel like a major 
thing. This sounds like maybe somebody was offended or maybe there was something. And it sounds like they're working it out there. And I'm almost content. And I'm not saying I don't want to talk about it, but I'm almost content leaving it at that because I feel like a lot of people get involved in stuff that doesn't need and it becomes a bigger thing. I'm not ready to take Bill Murray down without the facts. And I don't want to take Bill Murray down. And I don't want other people to take him down. If he did something wrong, I hope that they can work that out. Um, Do you think we'll ever know what it. was said? I don't know. It sounds like they're kind of keeping it pretty close to the vest now. I think I'd be foolish to say no, because I think everything eventually comes out. Um, it seems crazy that with all the information, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial, we know everything that happened between them, including shitting the bed. How could we not know what was said on set? And, you know, I think the social opinion always impacts the actual decision as well. And, yeah. and you know, it can affect people's careers. So if we found out that something happened that people didn't think was that big of a deal, maybe it would make this woman look really bad. Right. And then, and it would make the studios look ridiculous and everyone look ridiculous. But if they, if what he said was really bad and they're trying to protect Bill, you know, it, there's just so many ways this can all play out. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think we don't always need to be a giant court of opinion. I think it's good to weigh in on stuff. It's good to know stuff. But, you know, things happen. It, you know, I know there was this thing recently with Steve Martin when people went back and like the King Tut thing. And it's like, guys, that was 30 years ago. It was a different context. You can't go back and dig that up. Granted, this just happened now. But I don't know that there has to be this to me without knowing it doesn't sound like it's this major thing. There's no police. There's no, you know, so it's like whatever it was, it sounds like it can be it can be cleaned up without it without it going through, you know, the general court of opinion. Man, I wish I knew what was said. Yeah. I really do. I'm so nosy. But because also it, because, because then we could judge. Yeah. A and B also because, you know, I think that as a comedian, sometimes you just not that you don't know the line, but it's just you have no filter and you kind of assume around other artists you can just be free and be yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's never meant to make someone feel uncomfortable or make someone feel bad. Maybe you're just, you know, saying something ridiculous. Yeah. Or, yeah, we have no idea what the context was. We don't know if he was talking about someone on set. We don't know if he was talking about something completely random and she just found it inappropriate. And so, you know, it's, it's always interesting to see how people get slammed for something that may be nothing. Or, there's a lot or nothing that might be something. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure when you're brought in to do something as a comedian and as a comedian and actor, you know, there's a lot of pressure. You're, you're almost seen as, you know, you got to kind of entertain people on the set. You got to, and I'm not saying that means cross lines, but sometimes you feel like, okay, well, I got to do this. So it is possible that you would say some stuff that normally you wouldn't say, or maybe it was a long day and you did. I'm not making excuses for him, but I'm saying that this is a thing. There is pressure to entertain. So it's very possible, like you said, you start, you know, kind of joking around with people and the line gets a little blurred and all of a sudden you've gone over it, which it's, it's think, a lot easier to do nowadays. Do you think it's going to harm his career, this incident? I don't think so. I hope not. And I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a gray area if we don't find out what happened, because then people will be like, well, I don't know what I'm dipping my toe in here. So, right. I mean, Dave Chappelle survived cancel culture. Joe Rogan survived cancel culture. I think that there are some people who are so much larger than the entertainment industry that can't be canceled. Yeah, and I'd like to think Bill that. Murray seems like one of those people. Mm -hmm. And Bill Murray's not someone that has been, you know, um, an ass and has, has done things. He, he's known for being, you know, a good guy in, in a lot of different situations. Although um, I've got questions for Lucy Liu. Yeah, right. 
Anyway, speaking of drama in the workplace and Hollywood, if you haven't heard about this yet, just the other night in Hollywood at the Hollywood Bowl, Dave Chappelle was tackled by someone in the front row who had a gun and a knife. How they got the gun and the knife into the Hollywood Bowl when there were metal detectors and everyone's phones were being locked up is beyond me. Apparently, they were so consumed with locking up people's phones that they missed a gun. Like, how does that not go through the metal detector? It's all very odd. And apparently, this guy snuck into the front row. He didn't have a front row seat or anything. And he went on stage, tackled Dave Chappelle, and this is all for Netflix as a joke. And he came up. He stood up. Chris Rock came, grabbed the mic, said, is that you, Will Smith? LOL. And Jamie Foxx, Jon Stewart, all the other comedians just started running and chasing and beating the shit out of this guy along with security. He left mangled. His arm was broken, twisted in a million pieces. But I mean, man, this is um, this is pretty despicable. Also, you know, I wonder what the motive was. We haven't even gotten there. With Will Smith and Chris Rock, we know what the motive was. We know what was going on. But with this guy, we have no clue. Right. Yeah. And also, you know, there were no consequences for Will Smith physically. You know, he professionally, he's been, you know, banned for 10 years and blah, blah, blah. But for this guy, he was immediately tackled, beat up. It's just interesting to see how well, there's a difference in how people are treated. Because a reputation walked on stage and smacked uh, Chris Rock. Uh, uh, somebody that was unknown jumped up and, and, and tackled Dave Chappelle. So that, that's the difference. The difference is people are like, oh, I know this guy. What's he, he's walking up. What do you do? Whoa, I can't believe he did that. That's not like him. This is who knows what this guy's doing. So, you know, they, 100%. they, they grabbed him and, and beat him up. And, you know, neither is correct. Both are scary. Um, the, I, I tend to think that the, obviously the Dave Chappelle one is, is, a, is more scary to think about because got past security, got on stage, tackled him. It could have been a thousand a times worse had than it was. Had a gun. Had a gun. I mean, I still just don't. Also, that is so bizarre that the guy brought a gun but decided to get on stage and tackle him instead of using the gun. I mean, well, I, I just I read somewhere that it was a replica gun, but then he had a real knife attached to it. Like I, th that right there says there's a whole bunch of craziness going through that head. But um, to, to, to do any of that. But um, yeah, it could have been a thousand times worse than it was. It could have been a thousand times worse. The fact that Dave just brushed it off and everyone started making jokes immediately goes to show you how jaded comedians are already by violence. Mm -hmm. We're like expecting something bad to happen. That shouldn't be the norm. I know. And I'm torn because I, I really appreciate the professionalism of being able to bounce both of them. Chris Rock too, being able to bounce back and do, and do what, you're, what you do. Make people feel a little more comfortable. Make some jokes about it. But it's also like, I don't want that. I don't want the ability to do that to diminish the reaction to these types of things. Right. And and I know as a comedian, I deflect with comedy a lot. In fact, last night I was having a, a very intense emotional conversation with someone. And I just made a joke. And I just thought in that moment, why did I have to do that? You know, it's because I was so uncomfortable that I had to bring laughter into it and make it less serious mm -hmm. and to take away any element of pain or anything for me or the other person. And a lot of times I'm just, you know, I do that. And I think that a lot of comedians do that because it's our defense mechanism and it makes everything okay. Not everything needs to be made okay. Like that's a pretty scary thing to happen. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, look, the podcast went long today. It, it's short, but it went long. Does that make sense? Yes, 100%. <laughs>
<laughs> and now Dimitri has to go be a celebrity. And I'm sorry, Dimitri, did you get invited to Tom Cruise's new movie premiere? Uh, I did. I'm, I'm off to the Top Gun Maverick premiere. Um, and will you take photos on the red carpet with your arm extended out, uh, pretending to hold an invisible person so that I can Photoshop myself into the photos? It's just the way you painted that right there is probably a no. I'll go out and <laughs> pretend to hold an invisible person. I'm, I'm probably going to say no, but I'll see what I can do. Well, you don't want to seem crazy on the red carpet in front of all your peers and Tom Cruise. That's so there's weird. A, there's enough crazy uh, out there. I think I'm going to stand, stand down on this. Haha. Okay, well, you have a fabulous time on the red carpet. I mean, at the movie premiere tonight. I'm wondering who you're wearing. I'd love to see photos of the gown. You know, I'm just so curious. Well, if you'll have me back, I'd love to come back and talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys also see a crime in the future, one that is Dimitri's hair and makeup that I'm sure we'll follow after this. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a beautiful wig. If you see a crime... Like, for example, if you were at Netflix as a joke last night, two nights ago when this airs, or whenever you're listening to it, if you were in there and you saw what happened, you're supposed to call us. You know that, right? We have a call-in number for this exact reason. And you know what it is. It's 866-21-CRIME. If you witness a crime, that's not too scary. You Like, don't, don't call us for the scary ones. You know what I mean? Like, that's when you call the cops. We're not the cops. Right. We can't do anything for you. We're social sleuths. You know this. But if you've committed but, a crime and you want to call and confess, we can help you with that too. Yeah, sure. Like, we'll pardon your sins. We will. Call in 866-21-CRIME. That's 866-212-7463. 866-21-CRIME. So 866-21-CRIME. That's 866-212-7463. All right, y'all. Stay safe. Have a great night. Don't commit any crimes. Until the next podcast. <laughs> okay, love y'all. Bye. It's real time crime. It's real time crime. It's real. I mean, is it actually real time crime? Are we solving anything? Or is that just a thing we say? It's a thing we say. Got it. Okay. See you next week for more real time crime only on iHeartRadio. Become a part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.